Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And today we got a special guest. Uh, cool situation because we didn't even know we we're going to do the podcast. But we have Adrell Mays in town. Uh, if you go on IG, you might know him as Every Goddamn Dre. Um, which, by the way, if you don't, you better go follow this man because he's a savage. Um, but, you know, we, we were, we've been hanging out, doing training. And we were like, hey, let's do a, a, a podcast episode for a number of reasons because he's not out there enough. I mean, let, let me take that back. The guy's out there enough because there's a ton of people following him. But his story, the way he's doing things, what I really wanted to do was uh, have a conversation because the conversation we had uh, on, on Friday just having dinner was phenomenal. And there's so many takeaways, so many lessons of how to be a better coach, how to train better, um, how to build your career in fitness. It's like, I mean, I'm talking about the A, a to, to Z steps and I'm going to extract it out of him for, for you guys now. Uh, because there's two things I want to talk to you about, man. Like, it really, it's one, I want to talk about training and, um, and how you got to, you know, your training philosophy and the way that you're training that a lot of people around the world are, are absolutely loving. And then the other thing I really want to dive into, too, is your uh, kind of journey as a coach because – I, I mean, I absolutely love that, you know, uh, this man is, is still coaching a lot. You, you'll hear about it uh, and killing it online, uh, doing it all the right way, the way that I, I try to preach for, for fit pros to do it. So but, but I want to kind of really back and first start with the training, training side of things, because we have a lot of, you know, you, you used to uh, play high level sports, got quite beat up, same as I did, um, which led you to different styles of training. But like, I, I really want to know. You know, uh, most people know you from the kettlebell training side of things and you do an amazing work there. But like what led you to that? You know what I'm saying? Like what was the like the, the journey of like, all right, this is how I, I train and this is what's leading me to this approach, you know, to where to where you are today. Um, I would say mostly just training more people from learning and dealing with different type of people with different type of limitations. I started to explore stuff for their programming and I wasn't really into my programming. Was, it was what it was. Like I was training as an athlete, like I was bodybuilding or whatever I was doing. But when I started working with people that couldn't do that stuff, I had to start exploring a lot of different movements. And when I was doing it with them, I was like, oh, this could work for me as well. And actually a lot of the stuff I needed as well. So I started kind of like, all right, I'm gonna practice this stuff as it's for these clients. And it became more about what I was doing and it was their benefiting from it. Was that a lot of like, you know, when, when you're doing it, and I, I know what you mean by that. Like if you're, when I say stuck in a way, I've been training a certain way for a long time. And then, but I'm coaching a client, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have to get creative. Like this shit's not working. So then you do another thing. And then they're like, oh man, yeah, this is great. This feels good. Then you go like, well, shit, let me try that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, then you try and you go like, damn, I'm onto something. But it's like, you can't, you know, one of the things that we talked about is like, you can't really do that if you're not working with people. So I, I, I really kind of, you know, take me back to when you like started, you know what I mean? Like it was like first year of official coaching. Um, you know, where'd you go? Like, how did the, because I always like to peel it back for mm -hmm, somebody that's mm -hmm. done, had a, you know, a success in, in the industry. What were the beginning phases like? Because there's a lot of lessons there. You know yeah, I mean? it was. So the beginning phase was a lot of just me training and trying to get people to do stuff, do stuff that I, what I knew. And I, I don't think I knew a lot. Like I knew how to train myself to a point where I could get some results. But I didn't really have any structure. But I was also coming from playing sports. So I had like a little background from what they were going. But when I started working with people, 
and you start to see like, oh, this doesn't work for them. So you gotta like really kind of figure out where and how you can do it. And then I was also working at a gym where I wasn't really exposed to the knowledge of training. So, so this was, this was like the, fir the first gym the first that you started gym coaching first, at, yeah. There was yeah. no way for me to get the information or to learn. Like I don't even think at that point I had a certification. I just, I was fit and I looked like I was knew what I was doing. So it was like, all right, you can figure this piece out. So I had no <laughs> clue how to trade. And I was working with people and I was just having them do good workouts. That's what I call it. With, like a lot of people can give you a good workouts. Not many people can put you through training sessions. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a difference in that. And I didn't know that in the beginning. I just know how to do a good workout. You're going to sweat. You're going to feel like it was hard, but you're not really progressing to anything. See, I, I love that you're saying this and keeping it real because it's like, put it this way, there's a lot of holier than thou people that will go yeah. like, you know, like, ah, it's like, but you start somewhere and it's like, yeah. if you get better, right, that's that's the win. It's just what we talked about is like, if a, somebody is taking their first step into fitness and it's Zumba or it's whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. Like to judge that thing is crazy because it's, it's like they're doing something good for themselves. I think that in the, the fit pro space, it's the same thing. Like, you're like, man, I, I'm an athlete. I know what I, what I was doing for myself. So here's what I'm gonna do, yeah. and then through the process, you go like, all right, this is this ain't doing it. <laughs> and, but but you become curious, and then you go further, kind of like down a rabbit hole. But like, what you know, what part in a rabbit hole do you start? Um, you know, and I I don't want to label you anything because I I know you know your training and you do different modalities. But like you're you know you're labeled a, mm -hmm. a kettlebell guy, right? Kettlebell guy. Which I I don't think is a, a bad thing whatsoever. But it's like what what brought you to that? Like, man, I love this tool. And like, I'm going to use this tool more than I use other tools, which by the way, like if, if uh, anybody, anybody's like, ah, kettlebells, like why this guy's putting up numbers, you know, yeah, like you'll see him do single leg work with barbells and stuff like that. that a lot of people can't do, which is what I love. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as somebody talks shit, it's like, uh, actually, yeah. this transfers well. But what, what was the segue to where you, you know, you started changing your programming and going like, man, I love this tool. Like, I'm, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole of like learning this tool. So it was mostly when I was working with people because because of the lack of knowledge. I'm trying to put everybody under a ball bro. Yeah. And yeah. you're running into people who was like, this doesn't look good. Like this person shouldn't be living, lifting a barbell. But you don't want to peel too far back and just body weight everything because you need that load piece. So the kettlebell was like the only piece of equipment, dumbbells as well, where I felt like I can get everything out of it. So it became a tool I was using for clients. I really wasn't using it for myself but I was using it for clients that I felt like couldn't get under a bar or shouldn't be under a bar. And I was using it with them, but I had to, but it, I wanted to be able to do more with them than just the body weight tools or the mobility stuff that we were doing. I wanted them to build strength as well. So the kettlebell really allowed us to do that. So that's but how I went that way with it. One, um, uh, one of the things you mentioned yesterday when we were training, I really loved is like, you said and and to, like i'm completely on board with this by the way but you're like man like i i do everything almost in like staggered stance positions mm -hmm. and, and the reason i'm bringing this up is because it's the conversation of the clients that you're training like what do they really need in the real world what do yeah. they want you know yeah. and a, mo most people like hey i want to look better i want to be stronger very few people are like put me in a powerlifting comp you know <laughs> yeah. like i want to you know i want to tell my mom i lifted xyz numbers right it's just it's not it's not there but what they need is they definitely need core strength, stability, uh, you know, single leg stability for a lot of stuff they do in life. And you said, man, like I almost stagger everything. Right? Everything. Um, and but how would it like was that something that, that you kind of were like, man, like I should start doing this 
because you started using with with clients. Um, but like even if, if somebody watches your videos, it's like a lot of stagger stance, stagger yeah. stance, stagger stance. But, well, but you know, I can see how that transfers to, mm -hmm. to so many different things. Well, I kind of it's, it's like for me, it was a, like a time crunch thing. It's like there are certain times where you feel like you can. I'm gonna train stability. You know what I mean? It was like I don't want to cut out no more time for that. Yeah. So I yep. had to stagger stance puts you in a lot of positions where you need you got to build stability. So I'm like. Instead of just doing a standing straight barbell press, I must do stagger stands, force myself to improve my stability while I'm in this stance because now I'm getting a lot more out of it. Like I get to allow them to focus not just on the press, but how they feel stable mm. in their stance. So it's, it's a lot more just building up than just overhead pressing. You know what that, that is? That's a real world coach answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you like, I got 45 minutes. I used to uh, I used to train at a gym that had this, you know, mm -hmm. not under my control, but it was like 30 minute sessions. And you know, and some people bought 30 minute sessions mm -hmm. and I had to administer 30 minute sessions. Yeah. So imagine that somebody goes like, yeah, but what's optimal? Now look, I, you know, in, in my gym, <laughs> I do what I want. I want as far as like the, the training session, but the reality is nobody's gonna do a two hour training session. No. They don't have time, right? They got maybe I an wish. hour. Yeah, correct, correct, <laughs> I, wish. Yeah, I wish, right? But, but if you got a 30, now it's like, well, shit, like, what do I do? Because yeah. I got to get the big rocks, but I do, man, like, this person doesn't have great mobility. This person doesn't have great stability. Ooh, okay, maybe we reverse work out it a little bit, right? You, just, you start having yeah, to do yeah. that, like, oh, this person, everything hurts. So maybe we start with, you know, mobility, and then we do accessory exercises first, and then we stagger them so we get, right? It's like, that's a real-world coach answer, yep. and, you, and you go, like, man, this is good. Like I'm getting a lot of, it's like not an either or, it's an and situation, you know? But like, this is, this is the other thing too that I'm interested in. Like when you started coaching, you know, the first phase, you're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out. When did you start like getting busy and what was, the, what led you to get busy initially as an in-person coach? Um, I would say just paying attention to the details of it, of how to like build up and like retain clients as well. So I would say getting busy, like uh, as far as, I guess like word getting out about like yeah. my style of training. Yeah. And like my biggest thing was like, I knew how to get people results, like a push right away. Like this is what we're doing. We, go, we have a plan we're gonna push. So I guess that kind of helped me like build up the client. But I think for me personally, it was when I was actually programming for people. Mm -hmm. Like I had a plan. And I felt like I was confident in what I was doing. Like I was going to the gym knowing like, I can like change people's lives with the little information I do know. And as I and constantly started to build up, my client base just kept going up and kept going up as I was open to learning more and not thinking I knew everything. Was it, was it, um, was it mostly just like referrals word of mouth? Was it, was it, you know, was, is there something that you were like, I'm actually marketing it this way. I'm doing these little things that, that make a difference. Um, I think it was a little bit of that, but also I think the big probably push was how I looked. Like I was physically fit. Like you look at me and you probably say, oh, like, this guy knows what he's doing. See, that's real though. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this, yeah. by the way, right? Like in, in the conversation ended up being like, okay, you, like, you have to acknowledge that that is a thing that people care about because uh, I, you know, I have the joke and I go like, you wouldn't go to dentist with wooden teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Bro, like you, ain't, you ain't working on me, yeah. right? And while I don't believe that that's the thing that um, makes you a great coach, the thing is, it's like the first step. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That 
there there has to be some type of uh, uh, just like to a girl like, there's got to be some attraction to step into that space and then be like man they're amazing in all these other ways right i i do believe that like that as a coach you got a responsibility um to you know what it is to that i believe is more so that you you, you walk the walk you know we mm-hmm. talked about the audio match in the video but i think this is a good this is a good lesson and something for people to hear to be like whether it's fortunately or unfortunately right you got a coach that maybe knows their stuff better mm-hmm. you got somebody that like looks the part it a lot of people are going to pick that person yeah, right like mostly. you know what i'm saying it just and that's and that's the reality so mm-hmm. it's like the acceptance of reality now this is where it's like you should look the part and then just get as great as you can at the yeah, right like exactly so i, I think it's not a uh, again it's not an either or it's a and mm-hmm. and and you have responsibility but to me it's like for everybody listening it's like man if you did that it's gonna help you out right yeah so to go on your own journey and whatever that whatever that journey looks like but to continue to improve yourself health performance body composition because it's gonna help your coaching career you know 100%. I mean? and it's not nobody's saying you need to be completely shredded it's just more so like i feel like what helped me is and I, I told you from before, like, I, I didn't have the knowledge of training, but you don't get to know the knowledge until you meet me. You know yeah. what I mean? So I yeah. can't walk in and meet someone and know, like, oh, that person knows everything. I'm going to look at them and decide, like, do they know what they're teaching? So mm-hmm. the first introduction, like, is I see two people and I'm most likely people, they normally pick the more fit person. And at that moment, it was me. I didn't have the knowledge. But once I figured out I had something that drove people in. I started to gain the knowledge of like, all right, I'm getting clients because I may look a certain way. And now it's time for me to gain the knowledge to be able to keep these clients and actually help these people because otherwise then there's no point to it. And what, so, cause you also, um, again, like I always try to unravel this, like let's just call it big box gym, right? But mm-hmm. the approach beyond, once you started learning more, what was your approach to not only get, you know, um, more clients but because we, we talked a little bit about this actually i want to dive into like you know you've had clients now for like mm-hmm. a long time like mm-hmm. you're, you're another person that has like crazy retention you can't mm-hmm. really even take new people on but you know once you're like all right i'm pretty damn busy like i, I figured out how to get good results like i have a process what were the things that to you you know looking back now and going like that were the difference maker with your clients staying with you for so long and not only staying with you for so long you said like most people train with you like three to four days a week yeah which is definitely above average for yeah. i mean i coach a lot of fit pros and it's like that's not the average amount of time people train but like that's most of your clients are like three to four days a week and been with you for i mean you even said like i don't know how many like years yeah right what do you think is the reasoning that that is the case like from a perspective of customer experience retention the way that you you know uh work with and operate with mm-hmm. your clients well, I feel like it's a lot of things. I feel like, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm probably, probably family to them. Mm. Like I know just as much about them as they know about me. Um, they always understand where we are and where we're trying to go on our fitness journey or just on our journey, period. Like everything, what we do, um, I try to I pay attention to when um, anything that's going on with them, just being there, being more than just a coach. I don't really speak too much X's and O's with them. It's more so like personal, mm-hmm. like we having a session. That's like the one thing I do uh, hate that we preach early in the training world. We say, don't be too, like, don't cross that trainer, friend, Tra- barrier. friend barrier. But like, mm. that's the barrier that gets you to keep clients longer because 
if you always treat me like a customer and I've been working you with years, it's like, how does that, how does that make them feel? You know what I mean? That's it's a like, great point. This it's is like very transactional. Transactional instead yeah. of transformational. Yeah. yeah. See, I think that like, uh, you know, you bringing this up is like, cause we wear so many hats, right? Yeah. It's like that you, you can still wear, like give my client what they need and be a pro but care, you know, because it's like, actually how do you care? Because yeah, you know, caring true. is, that makes it personal, right? To, actually, you know what, the, this is crazy. So if you look up the definition of client, it means to be under someone's care, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think a lot of people take that for granted because it's like, oh, my clients, I'm like, do you treat them like they're under your care? Because no. the thing that you brought up to me was just like, um, you know, this guy's very, very busy guy, by the way, but <laughs> but it's like you go to their kids games, you know, mm -hmm. out of your crazy schedule, like mm -hmm. you go to your client's kids games, you know what's going on with them, you know what's going on in their lives, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and the reality is most people, they don't even have friends that know what's going on with them they don't even have employees or, or a team employees know what's going on but you do yeah. you know what i'm saying and it's like when somebody can't show up to the game but you do yeah. and the thing is is like there has to be you know personal training is personal, personal. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Personal. And, and by the way because you, you do like that's the other thing too it's important like you do pretty much all, all your on um offline in person is all one-on-one -on -one training mm -hmm. right one-on-one -on -one. And I, it's, it's like that's become kind of like the brand, you know, yep. you know, our sessions one on one. Yeah. And so, again, like it, when it comes to that, is do you are you just like uh, I'm, I'm just very interested in this. Do you have like any type of system around it or is it literally like, man, because you don't have a ton of clients because mm -hmm. the clients that you have, you train I see them, often, yeah. you see them often. Yeah. There's just like I got fewer people and I just like know all this stuff because I don't have you know 50 60 70 yeah. clients which obviously then becomes more of a of a management for i mean you, you lose track of it i did yeah. that i mean that's the route when i was working at equinox I, the game was to get more clients because if someone leaves you you have people there but my thing was like have fewer clients training more often that was always my case i always had fewer clients that were training more often because i was able to get them to understand to get to where we want to be at we need to be need consistent to with this and the idea was the more I have control over your schedule and what you're doing, the more we're going to be able to, because you have some people like, oh, I want to do one time a week. All right, but I can give you structure for the rest of the week and you, I have to trust that you're going to do it. Mm. And most people know, like, likely not going to happen. <laughs> like, not. probably go to the gym probably a couple of times, not really, and it will take us longer to get to our journey. So I'm like, let's give me complete control of your workouts. I, three times a week, three, four times a week, and we're going to be able to get this done because now I know what you're doing when you're in the gym. Anything you do outside of our sessions is extra because in those three or four sessions, we're going to get everything done in that week or however long it takes us. So, so I, but the thing, you know, because for people to be able to coach three or four days a week, um, obviously that's quite a bit of investment, but that means that you built up to having a specific type of clientele. Yeah. And what, like for... Because at the beginning, I'm, I'm assuming that it wasn't straight off like that, right? No, it wasn't. You, it you wasn't. built up to it. Um, but was that pretty much all where it becomes like referrals and word of mouth where like, man, like this, this, this guy's getting great results. So now you're getting more people like mm -hmm. that. And all of a sudden you kind of get the, I mean, essentially pick and choose, right? Yeah, you do. Degree. I mean, you, you kind of get a reputation for being a certain type of trainer. So like, mm. again, what I told you talked about you yesterday, when people came in and asked for like a hard style, like no bullshit trainer, which a lot of people ask for that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was the guy that they were kind of referring to because I was, that's how I was. It was like, no BS, we, this is what we're doing, this is how we're gonna get there. Let's do it. See, that's, that's, a, that's a very, very important point to make because 
how do you stand out? Because you you essentially stood out. Yeah. It's like who you're gonna be, right? And spreading that message. Now the thing is like this this is what I'm interested in too because for you getting busy in person, what was that point that like it clicked for you where you're like, man, I'm just, I'm gonna start like doing stuff online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know when we had that conversation, it, it wasn't like you started doing stuff online mm-hmm. and had this elaborate plan for it to blow up and then start no, doing no. Uh, programs online and this, that, and the other. Like, like, what was the process of, actually, even the timeline, like, when did you start doing stuff on, on Instagram or other channels where you started posting things? So when COVID happened, I mean, I had more time. That, that like was I, the beginning? That was the beginning. Okay. The beginning, right in the beginning, I would, uh, I was working out at home then. I, I still trans, I was still training people, like, it was kind of like the spring, so we were training outside because we didn't even have a gym. I had one kettlebell and two dumbbells. We would train outside. So all the clients that I had when I was training a person, I was able to train them outside. So we continued that piece. But for my own training now, I had more time because people weren't working. So our workouts were like, oh, we work out in the morning. The rest of the day I had to myself. Mm. So now I was working out at home, but now it's like filming. And every randomly I'll post up a couple clips from couple workouts just randomly on my Instagram. Before that, my Instagram was just like dead. Like I never used it for fitness or anything else. I just, but I'll randomly post like it was a kind of, It was kind of like a per- personal, yeah, personal, like, personal. hey friends, what's up, this is what I'm like, doing, Like I right? always make the joke, like all my posts was like my birthday one year, and the year before, my next post was <laughs> my birthday the year before, and the year before, like I'll post on my birthday each year. That was it, that was all the posts I had. So I started posting and I would get like some feed, I would get some feedback, people comment, I was like, oh, you do more of this. And then, I mean, I was working out every day. So I was like, oh, I'll just take clips from each workout and I'll just put it up. And I was just putting it up while I'm still working because my job still required me to be attentive. Like I couldn't just be, but the plan was never to go online because I had a full business in person. So I didn't need to do online. I was just doing that because, oh, it was fun. It was getting a lot, a little buzz. So I'll just keep doing it. And after a year go by, it just started to grow up. And then the demand, people kept asking for like programming and stuff. Look, I had nothing written for people, but I was like, I have what I'm doing and I was just giving it to people. So I'm not gonna charge you for something that I didn't actually sit down and write for you. Mm-hmm. And so as it came, like it was too many people asking. I was like, maybe I need to create something that I can actually give people. But that happened, that took almost a year. So to that point, I was just giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out, giving, giving free stuff because I didn't have anything I wanted to sell, nor did I felt like I needed to sell anything because I had a business already. Like my business was in-person training. And I'm so personable with our training that I didn't want to go the online route because yeah, you, I'm you, like- You felt like this is a lot of work, Yeah. right? And then it's like, your, your mind goes like, shit, like online. I mean, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other business. So oh, like, man, another. I'm gonna have to do X, Y, Z on it, right? And, but, and at that point in time, were you coaching as much like, I shared it earlier, but like you're 30 to 35. Yeah, it was still, same. It was still yeah, around the yeah. same, maybe a little bit less because of COVID, but it was still around the same. So I had, I didn't had the, I didn't have the need for it, mm-hmm. nor did I feel like I wanted to make the time for it. And because of how I train, I'm always, I really, I had this idea that everyone should have like a personalized customized program. Yeah. Which really killed me in the beginning because you find that that actually takes time amongst yeah me training my other people, like I have trying to create personal programs. Now I'm talking about like thousands of people asking. And in reality, I'm thinking, I started thinking for myself, I'm like, how many times have I went online and coaches I like, I've grabbed programs and the programs work for me perfectly just yep. because I'm at that level or I was a little bit below it, 
but still I was able to. Now, Sky, well, maybe everybody don't need personalized programs if you can program well mm-hmm. and you can actually have regressions and stuff, people. So I started like, oh, I'll play with it a little bit. But still, I didn't put anything out because I wasn't, I wanted to be perfect when I put it out. And I didn't have time <laughs> to create it. So after a while, I finally created round once I had like 50K, 50K thousand followers, or whatever. And I finally created a program for people to have because people for so long have just been using what I was posting. I was like, I want something like more structured. And I was like, all right. And I finally put it together. And but the, first, it, the, first, the first one you said too was like simple PDF. Simple, there. simple PDF. Of, and I would say it was, it was a program that I created for myself, which was like an eight week program. And I worked it off through there. I created it, tried to make it a little basic for people and I just put it out. And yeah. it was just because people were asking for it. I felt like I had to at that point. Felt like well, I had yeah, to. Yeah, but I mean, but this it, this is another thing too. We talked about right as far as like giving so much, the values there, and it's like you got such overwhelming feedback to be. It, it's like it triggered you. Yeah. If one person hit you, you might have been like, "Man, I'm I'm not gonna do anything yet." Yeah. But it's like you start getting hundreds of people. I mean, even tens because it, it for, for every to me, it's like for every ten people to hit you up, there's fifty or sixty that, that don't. don't but they yeah. want it, You know what I mean? Like or more. You got hundreds or you got thousands now. It's like hold up, man. Like. This, you know, there's something here. Mm-hmm. But like, how did how did the first one do? And what even what even made you? Because you know, I'm I'm gonna keep bringing this back. That like, you still coach in person mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. Which I love, right? <clears throat> um, but to where you were like, all right, like this makes sense. You know, like did the first one do well when you punch, punch it out there? The first one did really well because I think because I there's people was, waiting. So, it was like, so yeah, delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so delayed. Like someone else. I mean, someone else in a different position probably would have done it probably months or probably a year before I did it. Like it was very delayed before I put it out. Like it was like, it was past due. Like it was supposed to be out. See, I think that's the magic though, man. Yeah. See, it's, it's funny, uh, I mentioned this to you, but I mean, I'm, I'm probably like hella years late on, on dropping stuff, right? Yeah. Like, but when I did, it did really well. Um, my friend Ben Bruno, you know, amazing coach. Like, Pat, you know, Pat, we talked about being past due with him did great but again so much value so much content so much so long of people asking before it was dropped and mm-hmm. i think there's a lesson there because um i think alex Ramosi said this right it's like that that um you know give 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 until they ask right unless you're uh, unless you're an established platform uh netflix you, uh, you know mm-hmm. netflix or facebook or whatever else give, 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 ask works, but like it doesn't work if you're in a beginning phase yeah, of, 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 and it, remember beginning phases could be like, you'd be killing it offline, but offline is like, online is different, right? Yeah. So you got to a point where it was just so much demand that you gave so much and then people asked you and then you were like, all right, let me drop this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but then how did that lead to, because from, I mean, Damn, I'm looking back. So this is like three and a half. Basically, you started about three, three, three and a half online, years ago, yeah, like online and ago. Half, yeah. And then now it's like from that PDF. How, because I, I do want to like I, I want to unwrap a little bit and give I, I want to give people confidence in like one giving more because that's one of the things that like, you know, you're, you continue to like constantly give content and drop it and like i'm gonna say here loud that you're gonna drop and start a podcast because like <laughs> yeah. i had conversations with this guy i'm like dude like you gotta you gotta get more of this out there he's so much knowledge and, and, and so much value but you know you continue to give a ton but then you know what was the process of when all right cool i, I this is working like man this did well like what do i do next online you know because mm-hmm. while at the same time like you're not dropping 
you're in person coaching. No. Like you're coaching just as much. So for you know, I, I think we live in a world now where it's like, hey, like I, I believe so much in in person coaching. You continuing to do it, but doing something hybrid where you're still obviously delivering value and getting paid for it. What was step two after that initial? I dropped the program, like for for you. Oh, like I, was how feeling, did that- I was feeling good at that point. I was like, oh, I have something going there. I'm still training in person, but it wasn't until like the program. I think it was eight weeks. So typically, you would love to think people do eight weeks right in the world. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen that way. Normally, it takes people probably twelve weeks to finish an eight week program or whatever. And I saw people messaging me again, like, all right, what's next? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, then what's next? I don't know. I'm like, I don't have anything after this is like this was my first one this was it like i didn't have anything so again i feel like and i still do it to this day now i'm starting to catch on it more but then the next program after that didn't come out for another like eight months mm. so and it was it, like and that was a standalone and that was a that one was a standalone so people were wondering constantly what was next for a while but I'm, again i'm still training in person so like I have to sit down and like take time to create a program because I'm not just throw anything together. Like that's not who I am and what I represent. So like I want to really put some time into it. And it took me that long to actually sit down and create another program. But when I did, I brought out two programs at this moment and both of them crushed. Because again, they were like, my following kept growing and people wanted, I've been, haven't been giving out more and more content and people wanted more of that. They wanted something to follow. They can have every day. They wanted something they can have, write it down. But I just, I, I didn't have the time for it. And what did you, um, too, like, the build the actual, like, website for that, too? You know what I'm saying? Did you, because at first, did you just drop, like, products and then afterwards built the site or did you have a site? So, no, I, had, I did the site as I was going to do. Like, I put the site up and then the products came right after. But I didn't gotcha. have a site either. Gotcha. I, I didn't See, need to yeah, say. But, that, no, but that's the kicker, man. That, that's what, like, demand, yeah. right? It's like demand create. I always say, like, there should be more demand than there is should be. supply should to be. degree, right? There's, there's more demand for you as a, um in-person coach than you can supply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and and that's the lesson. I think that's the lesson, too. Like, if, you know, if you're tuning in, it's like sometimes I'll, I'll look at the camera because I'm like, I want to point, I want to <laughs> point to you and make a point. Uh, but is that like you want to create demand and demand gets created through value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not like I just, you know, I just show up. I, I think that the great analogy of even online stuff is this, right? If you go walk through the mall and like, you know how it'll be like, man, try this Kung Pao chick. And you're like, man, just, you know, don't do it. And then you try it and you're like, oh shit, this is good. Where can I get some more? Right. I, I, that, I believe that that's really what you're doing online, whatever platform it's through, if it's podcast, Somebody listens to an episode and like, damn, like that's oh, that's a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Let me let me listen a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody watches your video, like your training. Like, oh man, this guy put up this whole training session. Damn, that's different. Let me try it. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel good, right? Like, I, it's, it's not the traditional strength training I'm doing where I feel beat up. I did this session and I'm like feeling like you know buttery hips, but it's tough. But like, cool. Let me try another. One. Let me try another one. Oh, let me see what else he's doing. And then there's so much value that you're like, all right, well, I want, like, can I get something structured from you? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's connected. Yeah. So I, and then it becomes like, man, I'm so bought in, like, can you give me an on, ongoing program? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because what was the point in time that you were like, all right, I'm going to build continuity behind this and I'm going to do monthly programs? Because you do have that, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it, just the demand for it was like, I was being overwhelmingly asked with, for more stuff that I didn't have. Mm. And I was like, so, I probably should have it. 
in my mind, I'm like, I probably should have it, but I'm like, again, I got to find the time to have this stuff. And it has to be good because I'm not going to just put anything out there because now I'm, I've created this path of giving out good work. So I have to continue to do that. So I have yeah, to. Yeah. But it was just people just constantly asking me. So, I mean, at this point, probably PDF programs, probably have like 10 different PDF programs. And I literally have some people that have bought all 10. Man. And it's just because they're bought in and they felt the benefits of what training in a certain way have given them, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. It's like a lot of people describe it as like empowering. It's like mm -hmm. you do something that you haven't done and you get more out of it than you expected. It completely changes your outlook on it. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen it. I went in because I'll do that too. Like I'm, I'm always researching. Mm -hmm. I looked at the reviews of people are writing for your programs mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's like, man, these reviews are crazy. It's right? crazy, right? Yeah, It'll make wild. you want to grab something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, it does because you're like, even you know how like if, if you're, and I think great coaches should do that and do this, right? Like, you should study other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't care how good you are. Like, to me, it's like there's always stuff to learn. Like, when we're training, like, I'm asking you questions. I'm looking at stuff, man. I'm like, that's the whole point. Like, yeah. if you ever feel like you arrived at the <laughs> beginning and the end, right? Yeah. But it, to, to me, it's like, um, I, I, what I found, like, very interesting and, and the reason I'm like, man, I want to talk to you about this is because you're very busy. And it's like, it's cool to also uh, have people here that, like, Man, I, I didn't have shit figured out. Like, I still don't have some shit figured out. We talked about, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, YouTube, man, you got crazy opportunity there. Man, yeah. you should do this. You should yeah. do that, right? And, and you're like, man, like, I got, I can't do that. I don't have enough, you know, bandwidth. And it's like, but this is what it's like, right? Yeah. Like, you, you, you figure it out by doing the, doing the thing. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't, like, you didn't sit there and go, man, like, uh, I think I should do this. I'm just gonna build something from scratch. <laughs> like, you put out a ton of value, what you thought was great. And then you get the whole like questioning and demand and demand and demand. It's like, okay, I got to create something for this demand, right? But first you do the work, then you, yeah, then you get the feedback. It's a lot of work that come before. You know it's a lot of like, work. But it's, it's with, you know, how like, what does it look like for you too? This is, I, I think a lot of people get interested with how people uh, that are doing well operate, right? Because you said you're, you're doing 30 to 35 one-on-ones per week right now and you're running your online stuff. And, you know, you said it too. It's like, man, the online isn't as much work as I thought that it would be, mm -hmm. right? But when you look at your week, like, how do you operate? You know what I'm saying? Like, and also too, I don't, you know, what, you know, what's your balance um, as far as like, where do you get like the woo-saw moment to, to, to go back and, and do your thing? And because, mm -hmm. um, because I, I mean, personally, I love that. I think that's a big lesson for everybody. It's like, you know, this man's crushing online. But man, you're you're in the real world coaching people, you know, 35 hours a week, one on ones, and consistently applying and learning and getting all this feedback for you to continue to make, you know, great programs online. But like, give me a little 10,000 foot view of what does your day and week look like right now as, as so, a coach? So I mean, you know typically I, mean? I'm, I still do those 5:30, 6 o'clock sessions most days. I'm training then. I try to. A lot of my one-on-one -on -one sessions usually happen 5.30 to like noon. So all in the morning? Yeah, okay. mostly morning. I got a two, like a couple in the evening, but I try to get most in the morning and at midday, I'm really like, my workout happens and any content I need to get in is from that 12 to like three window. And I may have like a few straggler sessions at night. Okay. So it's typically in there and I'll try to work in that area where I get like my meals in and all that stuff. But mostly a lot of my training, the good thing about my in-person training is I actually enjoy it. So it's not, it's people that I've been training for some years. So I look forward to seeing them 
whether I'm seeing them on a different day of the week. So I look forward to seeing them and talking to them about what's going on with them or what's going on with me, anything new. They're excited about how I'm growing online. So it's good to talk to them about that, anything. So those don't drain me as much as they used to when I work with the gym. Like mm -hmm. I looked at it differently. Like now these people I'm working with now, like I, I look forward to seeing them. Yeah. So those don't really pull much out of me. It's like, I, I, what I'm hearing too is like, and it, I made this point uh, a number of times is like, it, it, that doesn't drain your energy, no. right? Like it gives you energy because you're like, man, I, I want to, to me it's always been like, would you know, would you love those people so much and love training that like, man, you kind of would do it for free? Yeah, it comes that sometimes. Yeah, it, it's like you trust them to this point now. It's like, it should be a little, probably should be more structured like with the pain and all that stuff. But you've been training them so long, it's like you get a little lenient. It's like it's family at this point. And it happens that way. It just so happens I get paid to work with to, them, to but work like with them. Yeah, these but people I, I look forward to working with. See, but, I, but there's another lesson there because I do feel like, you know, every story that you ever hear of somebody that succeeded as a coach is like at the beginning, I know when I worked at a big box gym, there were, there were people I was like, man, I gotta train this person too. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it started draining my energy just thinking about it, right? Like, and I think that you kind of, you know, you go through that and you learn and you learn who you love to coach and you get better at coaching and getting referrals and retention and marketing and all these different things and then you get to a point where it's like man you have a, a group of people that you love coaching and mm -hmm. it's not like you you know you you, you don't feel like ah, i got a coach now you get you get the coach them, mm -hmm. man you should be excited about that and build that base and i think it comes back to this right this is such a crazy point to me right to make if you have 10 clients right that train with you three days a week for most people, that's a full schedule if it's one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, or, you know, it's there, there, mm -hmm. and that can make you a really good living, right? Especially if you become a, a sought-after coach, right? Mm -hmm. And then that gives you, I mean, you create. Let me take that back. It doesn't, you, it doesn't give you. You create the time mm -hmm. to then do things like, you know, online programs, online coaching, other, other avenues, because um, I think that what's cool, what's cool for you is that, like, you've created so much value that you know now uh, I'm actually gonna ask you first before I riff and, and give you my <laughs> two cents, you know. Yeah. But it's like when you look forward, I, we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. What one of the goals is, but I'd love to you know hear like where where your mind goes, like you know what does Dre want to build moving forward? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As far as online or just in general? Both, like yeah, just in like the vision. You know what I'm saying? Like um, just something that allows me because at this point I know what it feels like to be able to reach a lot of people. And I want to keep doing that. So something that allows me to keep growing and kind of reach more people in a way where they understand just different styles, different styles of training and different ways of training. So again, what we spoke about, like with the podcast thing, was just getting my voice out there more because for the few years that I have been in online presence, I haven't done a ton of talking because I told you I'm really, I want to, <laughs> I should be able to, I, I look at certain people, I should be able to know that you actually represent what you say before mm. you say it. Yeah. So like, yep. I don't really care what you have to say. I'm gonna watch your actions. So I feel like I've spent a lot of time showing what I was about and now I can kind of like voice it more because I feel like I've proven like, this is really who I am, mm. like in all of my actions and everything I do, keep the message consistent. So now when I say something, you're like, I would expect you to say that because you've shown me everything that represents you. Man, I mean, that's, that's, that's such a powerful kind of, uh, I would say, frame about yeah. like even online brand right because it's like and you know it we talked about this like you see something and then you meet the person and it's like 
you're like, whoa, this is yeah. not, this is not yeah. you know this is not connecting the dots for me, mm-hmm. right? Like my first thing is when we met was like connect the dots, but number I'm, number two is like, man, you got to share more of this, yeah. right? Because again, it you got you got to earn it, and like to me, earning it is like how much value you create in the marketplace for everybody that wants to. I, I think at this point in time, there's few people that don't want to. You know, think about a coach is always like, I want to create impact, mm-hmm. right? And you said it. It's like, man, you want to create more impact. I know for me, I got hooked on when any of the social media or, or podcasts or YouTube, you know, as it's grown, is that when people hit you up and go like, thank you, you know, like, uh, like you know, this helped me so much. This gave me so much insight. This changed my life. Like, that's the stuff that, mm-hmm. that fuels me to like do more, mm-hmm. right? So it's like the, um, let's just say the intent behind it is the right intent. Now it's very easy to say this shit on podcasts or like, yeah. oh, like hey, I do it for you know, but somebody's actually just like chasing, you know, clout or money. And don't get me wrong, like those things are all good. Like nobody should be feel bad about trying to make more money. But if the intent is helping, if the intent is serving, you know what I mean? Like good things are gonna happen. And it's like you'll be fueled by it. And like, you know, from from what you've done and what you continue doing, that like that's a foundational thing and you can tell it. You know what I'm saying? And then only when you start getting the demand, you're like, oh shit, let me solve these problems and yeah. sell it in a program or sell it in a thing, right? Um, but also, like you brought this up, I don't know if, if you want to bring it up, but talking about like gym and building yeah. community no, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I would love yeah. to be able to have a gym of my own and kind of be able to, because I like the in-person, and be able to have a community of people as well and kind of grow in that aspect of it. See, I wanted to bring it up so you held accountable. I'm gonna cut this clip. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean, that's, this clip out, that's you know always mean? in the works. Like that's my my biggest vision to be able to have something that I built from the ground up and it be my own, and it represent what I represent. Yeah, and have a lot of people that want to buy into that. Not only the fitness side of it, but like the mindset side of it. Mm. So it's just like a constant growth and evolving as humans. See, what's cool, I think, and the the like for you you built a brand right mm-hmm. and it continues to obviously grow but then when you create a physical space you know like you have the brand to be able to drive that community now obviously like that's going to be physical so not everybody can come from yeah from all, from, from all over the but place some people will but they will because it becomes so this is the thing and you've seen this where places become destination gyms mm-hmm. right um i heard this story too about uh, it was the arnold in vegas and um, I don't know if you heard of Dragon's Lair. No, it's like, it's a, it's a gym. It's a very like, you know, bar, bar, bodybuilding based gym. Like, so if you like, mach- I mean, I would go there because it's like, I'm like, oh man, I got dope machines. So when I'm yeah. feeling like I'm going to bust out a bodybuilding workout, I'm in there. But man, they were having 2,000 drop-ins per day during the Olympia, right? And at like 50 bucks or something. Like, you know, so it's just Insane, in a week, yeah. they did some wild numbers. Yeah. But because, but because I, I bring this up because is it it's a destination gym for that specific kind of like niche, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think there there is like a um, I would say like a, a very smart way of going about it. Where you got hey locally, like this is what we do. This is our community, and it's like tight knit. And like hey, you know, you draw the line. Like mm-hmm. this is what we stand for. This is what we stand against. It's like if you like this, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. But it also becomes a place where people like. Man, I'm a fly. You know, I'm a fly to Boston and like, yo, I'm going there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and yeah, having people come through. I mean, for, like this gym has become a destination gym for education because we do so much education that is like, man, like people will be like, yo, it's that vigor. All right, cool. 
let us come through because they always got go dope events. But mm -hmm. um, it, t you know, I, I think the lesson again, it, it keeps rerouting back. This is why I ask you the question: Is like, you build something, there's a lot of demand, then you give the people what they want, yeah. and then you build it and more demand, and then you give them what yeah. they want. You know what I mean? Because I, what I see a lot of is, is like, oh, like. I'm not gonna do like the work to build the demand and give the value. Like I'm just gonna drop the thing and, and it's crickets because it's like nobody yeah. there's no demand for it. You know Even I mean? if you have the knowledge of it, it's like and that's where people get caught up with the title chasing and like publications mm -hmm. and all that stuff is great. But there's still a lot of work that goes behind those. It's like I learned this now. I spent the weekend doing this educational piece. All right, now let me spend years practicing, practicing what I learned. It. Not oh. a couple weekends more of it years putting that into action with people with real people and not just put the title in my bio and think people <laughs> think it's gonna hey. be a click grab pause <laughs> i need to i need to pause to explain what this man just said and like again i'm with you certifications knowledge yes but how many times has somebody went to cert two three days of like you know water through fire holes, like trying to learn all this stuff. Whoo, man, that was a lot. Go back, do the same thing, add maybe a little bit versus like, let me take this and just work, like work on it for forever. It's just like, Matt, I'm gonna always give the basketball analogy because that was my life, right? But it's like, you go to a clinic of ball handling skills, somebody shows you something. Imagine coming back, like for you to get like world-class at that drill, like you don't have to do it for years, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's such a powerful point because you could probably go to like three really good certifications and then spend three years implementing and learning and, and working and wrestling with the stuff you learn. And you, you'll probably be better off than if you go to 25 and you don't apply, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, but you know, that brings me to this. I'm always intri intrigued and like, what, like, what is something that you're working on or like studying or exploring? And it doesn't even have to be like a, a cert or anything else. Is there, is there something that you're fired up uh, about right now like that that you're studying? Uh, not in particular. I'm, for me, it's like I'm always studying movement in general. So whether it's different ways, different ways to just work out. Mm. So like I'm obsessed like I know in the fitness industry, we hate the variety of things, but I'm obsessed with it because I understand variety is what's gonna keep me and other people in fitness longer. Mm. So while we may hate the very like idea of like too much variety doesn't give you the results that you want. I'm like, but you don't even know the results I want. Maybe I don't want the results. Maybe I just want the result of continuing to exercise. Mm. So I'm obsessed with the idea of movement and movement patterns. So I study a lot of movement patterns. So like a lot of my programming and training is very similar ways to move and train certain muscles. Well, I just get the same effect for people, but I can change the exercise or change the way I load it or change, add a stability factor into it, but I'm still, it still has a purpose. So I've been working with that for a while. I like, think, man, really I, that, that's dope though. But like the point that you made, I think is really powerful. We, we kind of had a conversation about this, right? Like. In a in a country where majority of people unfortunately don't exercise or move enough or um, you know dedicate the time to health and fitness that I would I don't even say should but that would get them to be healthier, yeah. fitter, feel better, have more energy, have more confidence. The things that they want. Mm -hmm. 
what is the gateway to get them to do that? You know, and what you're talking about is like, look, if I can get them to do that consistently, that's the gateway to them getting there. Yeah. Rather than like, okay, if, if I'm the person that's like, no, like you gotta do it like this and you gotta like do it like this, but then they don't consistently do it, are we actually helping them achieve what they want, right? Mm -hmm. And that was you know, a great point that you made to me because I mean, number one, you have people that continue to come and see you for years and years and years and years mm -hmm. as personal clients. And on online, you have people that continue to get every one of your programs for years and years and years. But what does that say? What it says is, man, you're getting people to consistently do the work and exercise. And that's what gets them, you exactly. know what I'm saying, to the goals. And so I, it's, it's important because sometimes I get stuck in this shit too, but it's like at the end of the day, like you have to go, what is it that we're actually doing? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because if you get 100 clients and 10 stay, but 90 don't because you try to do, you know, you were, you were so firm and stuck in your ways, are you actually then helping? Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or do you do and adapt in a way where it's like, nah, I just want them to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And at a certain point in time, they'll go like, Hey man, like, um, I want to try doing X, Y. I want to go, you know, we got some people here that are five years into training with us. They're mm -hmm. like, I want to try and do a powerlift to me. Cool. Right. And then somebody else goes like, yo, I want to go do this like ruck for like 12 hours. Cool. Like, mm -hmm. right. And, and you adapt stuff, but you, you want them to keep coming so that they keep building strength and confidence and quality movement patterns. And then they'll get like a feeling of what they want to do next. Yeah. Right? And I think the issue is that you almost have to take everything we know and we love and what makes us trainers and about how we want to do things and kind of forget it when it comes to working mm -hmm. with real people that have real things going on. Because, yes, I know if I put you in a structured program, I mean, bodybuilding or squatting, back squatting every week, it's going to get you the results. But you also told me you don't want to back squat every single week. So it's like, <laughs> I got to kind of like forget that. And all right, I'm dealing with a human who has a little say in what we're working through and they want to enjoy it. So how can I get them to enjoy it while, stop, while still getting what I want out of it mm. and kind of progressing that? So it, it really kind of like, you got to be human with it. You can't be robotic like, I need to go buy the book to get you these results. It's like, no, I need to understand why you came to me and how I can keep you on a path and not make you hate working out, not make you see it as something other than what it is. It's something that's supposed to make you feel good. Man. It's not something that's supposed to get you these results. It's supposed to make you feel good. That's it. See, that's such a great point. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no, but listen, this is, I, I, we talked about kind of like the elitism of, of, of you know the industry a lot of times in coaching where it's like this is what the science says and this is how you got to do it and this is and it's like um you know precision nutrition has this great thing when it says like well how's that working for you you know it's like, that shit, <laughs> yeah. shit ain't working really well <laughs> man so what, what you know what are we doing but like i'm always you know love i love having conversations with people where it's like nah man this is working for people you know and it's like you said they have a say, absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's autonomy. It's, it's part of the psychological, you know, mm -hmm. the science of psychology. Like you gotta, you gotta feel like you have decision and you know, you, you have autonomy in, in what's happening. And two, like, how do you get somebody to, because there, there, are, there is a percentage of people that like, you know, it's like, it's gonna be hard and, you get, and you're gonna come, keep coming back for that, right? But a lot of people aren't there yet, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to be able to go, 
how do I enjoy it enough to keep coming back? And you said that, like, mm. man, like, nah, my goal is for them to like it enough yeah. to keep coming back, right? And I, I think that's like a, a, a massive point on that side of things. Because you and, have to, especially when you think about it from our perspective, and sometimes we forget this because we've been training so long, but in the beginning of our workout journey, how much random shit did we do before <laughs> hey, dude, I we still, had structure? I still do, but listen, even <laughs> yesterday it was <laughs> like, it was like, yo, let's let's go through some stuff. And the thing I'm enjoying, te- you, you know, you're doing some exercise. I'm like, oh shit, that's fire, you know, right? Like it's like, this, and I'm and then I want to do it because I want to explore. And it was, um, you, you know, Vernon Griffith. Yeah, I do, v- I do, I do, Vernon's a great man, good friend of mine, like phenomenal. But like, you know, he always talks about this, and he does a lot of the mobility um, stuff and talks about, and he's just in movement in general. He's like, humans are explorers. Like that's who we are. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it, it innately in us is exploring. So even for me and you, and you could say like, oh, well, we're just coaches and whatnot. But like, there's parts of us, they go like, let's try this. Oh shit, like, you know, (laughs) damn, this is hard. Oh, I feel that, right? So even though I'm like, okay, cool, I wanna get strong in this lift and I'm doing a lift and so on and so forth. They're they're exactly what you said. I started going like to different places and going like, oh, I like this shit, I like this shit. And you put it together, you you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and you, you, at the same time, I know like the science of progression, everything else. But it's, there's still a part of me that's like always seeking that out, even today, right? Yeah. Even now, it's like if you know you came in and I'm like, bro, I got some cool stuff, like let's let's go do this. And yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. And I and, and at the end, it's like I enjoyed that. That was yeah. dope. So we gotta understand that. Yes, get, get back to what was our gateway, right? Exactly. What was our gateway to exercise? Yeah. I, I remember, man, when I started training, it wasn't like somebody was like, by the way, progressive overload. We're gonna do the six week program. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like. Let me feel this. Yeah. All right, let me do, oh, I read this thing. It said, you know, move it faster and you'll jump higher. Cool, let's try to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was exploring. And I think that for many, I actually, I have some clients that legitimately, it's like if, if 50, 60% of the training session ain't novel, like they would probably be like, love you, but deuce, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but deuces. Yeah. And, and so what is the right thing to do for that person? I mean, is to give them like what they want. They, they have say in the journey, right? Like, and we can't just be as rigid. And to me, honestly, having this conversation with you too, is like, it's, it's sometimes a reminder for myself, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you get stuck in these like, no, 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 we gotta do it like that. To really just be like, nah, there is no rule. Like it's, it's a slice of the pie. Some people want more structure, mm-hmm. some people want less. And it's like, how do we get them there through their journey mm-hmm. and their choices. You know what I mean? Like th- that's also the reason why you gotta do more shit, by the way. You know what I'm saying? You just have to gotta let people go through their journeys because we we've been through it and now we want them to skip the steps we went through. Ah. It don't make sense. Yeah. It's, it's not fair to them because the lessons they need need to learn, we're robbing them of that. Mm. Because we're just trying to push them through because we know, we have the knowledge now and we know how to get them there. And we don't want them to go through all of that. We see it as wasted time because now they have someone that knows. But still, they still, some people you are able to fast track. They're ready. But a lot of people aren't. And, if they, and the thing is, if they aren't, who are we to try to be like, you should do it this way? You exactly, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think, I mean, like, that's definitely, you're, you're definitely speaking in words of somebody that's, that's in the trenches, that's with real, Constantly real, coaching. With real people, yeah. coaching real people. And, and, and like, look, I, I think this is another one of the points that I wanted to make is that 
when you talk to a lot of, or maybe even majority of coaches that are doing really well online, what you will find is that they're still in some way or maybe in a big way working with people, you know, face to face. And I mean, like I can, I can name the people, you know, including one of them sitting here that was same thing. You know, it's like, like Ben, like Ben, you know, did great with the launch, but it's like coaching people all the time. Mm. Like I'm still a 23, 25 hour a week coaching people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and again, it's like, because you actually work with real people to know how they're thinking, what they're thinking, giving you feedback in the world. And I'm not saying that that can't happen online, but it's like, there's just a different, it's, it's tougher, just a, it's tougher. It's yeah, like, it's a, just, you feel it in person. Like oh, you yeah. feel it, you know and, it. And you see how <clears throat> you create like a program. And that's the other thing I, we were talking about. I talked to you about like training splits. So like how, some, how sometimes people create like unreal, unrealistic realities based on like training splits. I feel like majority of gym population can be on full body splits because you give someone like a body part split, it forces them to be too disciplined. Like mm -hmm. you have to come to the gym every single day this week to hit that body part. You miss a week, now that's one day you didn't it's, get. It's all thrown off. It's a gap, it's all yeah, thrown off. <laughs> 100%, like, and, and that's the thing is, even like the my split, I say like, that's not the best split for most yeah. people. And I'm doing more full body anyways, but like for all our, you know, when I drop small group personal training mastery and people are like, oh man, I realize that it's all full body. Or it's like, I see some of these programs that you're doing, like it's like all full body. I'm like, yeah, because if you're training people two to four days a week, right? Especially two to three. And even if you have a lower up or lower, right? Like what happens if, you know, cause I was, I, somebody was like, well, I got like a lower, this body part, this part. I said, okay, what if they can't come one day? Or they got it, you know, people got like, we got yeah. nurses and stuff like they can come this day, but they can't come that day. So full body solves that solution. And, and you also know that like for most people, full body training is the best option, right? It's, it's long-term, like that's by far the best, right? Now do like, listen, I'm like, you want a different journey, like do it, no problem. But, but what it is, is it's your journey of how you go. Like you start, like I feel like people start on like a full body split. And as you get to a point where you, all right, I can now go to the gym five days a week consistently. I've proven that I can mm. add another day. So your programming can change to the ability of that. So like I, my program myself, I program six to seven days because I don't allow pretty much anything to get in the way of my gym mm -hmm. skills. Traveling, anyway, I'm getting six to seven days in no matter what. But most people are at three, three or two or three. Some people one to two. So you have to program for that. So as they get more into it and they commit more, you can add you those can days add. in. Yeah, that's a great point. So it's, it's, it's a journey of it. It's like now, not only are you more fit, you're fitter, you're in better shape. So now you can have the ability to do a fourth day and a fifth day. And you, but only and you have you the habits. To. Yeah, correct. But, yeah. but also like you've built the capacity to be like, because you know, like it takes a long time to become the person that trains five days a week, right? Like, yeah. It's like at the beginning, it's not that. It's like, if you get twice consistently, it's like, it takes you time and then you become that person. Yeah. And then, or if you do three times, you become that person. It, be, it, it takes time for you to believe you're that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, don't give, and this is, it goes back to what you were saying. Like, don't give somebody something that's too overwhelming for who they are right now, yeah. right? Cause it's like, they'll feel like they're not good enough and they'll feel beat down instead of uplifted. Exactly. And again, like th at the end of the day, like that's what we do. You know what I mean? 
So you got you got to put it this way on 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 this podcast. You got to make a commitment that uh, <laughs> uh, next week you're gonna start. You're gonna start <laughs> yeah. YouTube channel. You're gonna start this. You're gonna start that. But like here here's 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 why like um, I, I'm also encouraging this because a lot of times when somebody's following you, like these like a lot of these details that are so good that I feel like people need to share. Uh, you know, in, in yeah, your yeah, case, okay. you in. Yeah. And and be prepared. And you already know this too. I think this is this is another point I wanted to make for sure before we're done for the day. Is is that like how much how much do you get a good chunk of like negative feedback and hate and stuff like that? I I do, but surprisingly, I think because I don't talk as much, I don't get as much mm -hmm. because it's like what are you gonna critique me on? Really? So it's like I feel like it kind of shuttles me, but I do get some on just different stuff. It's just be random though. Yeah. But I get like, I get a little negative feedback. But yeah. there's way more positive than negative. There's way more positive. Yeah. So many, anything negative is like their steroid thing or yeah, yeah. it's like, I never really, I don't know, not really on the type of training because I feel like I'm just really like in a different category when it comes to that. So I'm really seeing a lot of it. I feel like I more will come want some like vocalizing more, but I never, I'm very open and I try to be when I speak, I'm very like, open to different stuff so i'll say something this is how i view it this doesn't have to be a way for you but i view it this way so i'm i try to be politically correct in that way like i'm very open-minded when it comes to exercise so i'm never shutting down anything yep, yep. while highlighting what i do so i feel like i don't get negative feedback because i'm never saying like oh this is the one true way like it has to be this way i'm always like this is what works for me try it if it works for you if it doesn't Move on. See, that should be encouraging to people because I think that's the, well, you got two, two kind of, there's a camp, right? And you yeah. know, where it's like, if I stand my ground on something, there's gonna be a lot of hate, but I'm also getting a lot of followers, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's like, but that, that approach also becomes, it, it can become toxic. So yeah, I think yeah, it does. it's, you know, I think that it's, it's powerful for people to hear that you're like, listen, man, like this is what I do. This is what I believe. If you want to, if you want to step in and try it out, cool. If you want to do something else, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that's like, the reality of it. It's like, I'm never shutting down it's like i make the analogy i make the joke with my girlfriend about when she asked me like what type of lifter i am i feel like i feel like i've feel like i'm i'm walked into a bodybuilding gym one day i was like oh i love this stuff i walked into a powerlifting i like this <laughs> walked into like a yoga i need this stuff so like i started grabbing stuff that i liked needed and i put it all together and i like all the different types of way of movement so i'm open to anything so i'm never really shutting anything down even if i find it weird i'm like well if they made it useful then it had to be something with it so i'm like all right so i'm pretty open-minded when it comes to that so i really don't See, that's, that's a great approach i would say like as you start sharing more there's probably going to be a little bit more on the hate side but it's like yeah. it doesn't matter man yeah. because again like you know i think that when people speak they're like if especially if once you get um a certain amount of eyeballs on you and following and, and things like that that you know when you speak something some people will be triggered by it because mm -hmm. it feels like it's an attack. It's not, right? Because that's their own insecurities. But unfortunately in fitness, that's what happens a lot. We need more voices that are like strong voices, but at the same time, you know, like you said, it's like, oh, cool. You like doing that? That's yeah. fine. Like, I'm not going to be like, your thing is shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, my thing is the best. You're, but there's there's a lot of that. And I, so much of so it. it that stuff drives me crazy because it's like, it it doesn't really build up to who you are in a positive way. Like, even if it's something you're doing and you're and you're right, 
but you're highlighting it in a negative way. So when I view you, I view you as negative. You may not be a negative individual, yeah. but you showed me something negative and now like I can't. And I've seen some coaches that I think are great coaches, but they highlight things so negatively. I'm like, I just can't. Like, and then can't. you can't absorb the message, yeah. right? Cause it's like, and I feel like at the end of the day, I, I believe that most people, the vast majority of people go into this space in this industry because there are servants and you know, and like you, I mean, for you to coach people is like you get something out of, I, we, we talked about like it never gets old when people wow. tell you about the results they're getting ever, 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 right? Like, and so there's, there's a part servant in us. So if that's the, the goal, right, that got you in and keeps you going and it's like what fuels you, but then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, man, like I gotta make a stand and um, I gotta shit on other people to try <laughs> to make this stand, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of what Simon Sinek said. He's like, look, you can have anything you want in life as long as you're not taking that shit from somebody else, right? Yeah. And to me, that's the approach of uh, what you're saying too, which is like, hey, like, I might not agree with you, but you know what I'm saying? But whatever you believe, that's like, but I'm not gonna argue with you and put you down and do this, that, the other. I think there's some exceptions. Uh, exceptions to me are just like people that are doing things or saying things that could be truly like hurtful or detrimental mm -hmm. to others yeah, yeah. like that's where to me i'm like i draw that or you're line. just blatantly just wrong it's blatantly just putting wrong out it's bad like, information like, if somebody takes that advice like you're legitimately putting them in harm's way yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean but, but yeah i understand that piece but the majority of the time it's like you know it, it really is this argument about bullshit that's yeah. like nobody's winning here man i hate uh, the science arguments it's just be like because it's so ever changing and i told you like at this point i've seen some people contradict themselves because fitness changes so much it's like we all are in a journey and we are like a part of this thing that we can never master yeah but so many people want to act like they've mastered it and it's changing so much so you've calling people out on stuff that may be wrong now but before it was evidence to show like they were right they yep. just may not be updated on the new stuff so it's like just allow it, man. To be you got I mean, you got to stay fluid, man. Yeah. And it's and it's cognitive dissonance too, right? And I yeah. think on on all our parts. But that's that's the thing. Like I, I think that there's got to be much more of a gelling of people. I, I love that you've been on, you know, some big shows and, and you're talking and spreading the word because it's like, to me, this is all like that's why I love having conversation. Is I don't have 19 questions to ask yeah. you. you know what I mean, like, yeah. but because it's like that's how the best stuff comes out. And I guarantee you, like, if you wanted to dig, we'd probably find things on that we disagree on. Yeah, but like we'll find way more things to agree on and we'll find a lot of things to learn from each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I felt like just spending these days with you. Man, it's like, we're clanging and banging, we're talking and we're like, there's a lot of insights, a lot, of, I'm like, cure, you know, I'm like, hey, but what about this? What do you think about this? What do you think? About? And it's like, we're just getting better. Now, if I come to the table and I'm like, uh, my ego's big and I'm like, nah, man, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. Psh, you know, like, and you know, even if there's like stuff we disagree on, I'm the type of person, I'm like, I want to understand your perspective. Mm -hmm. That's the I think that's like the beauty thing of like humans. It's like we, most people, they'll shut your perspective down. And I'm interested in how you see it that way and why you see it that way. So tell me how you see it that way and I'll tell you how, so maybe we can understand like, oh, I, I see why you see it like that. Yeah, and, than, and it's like, I still might not agree, but man, like, I, but, but that I makes still, sense. Makes yeah. sense. And the thing is when you do that, which makes, to me, it makes sense why you also do really well with people in person and continue to coach, right? Because it's like, this is part of, what allows people to um, uh, not not create this barrier, right? Like, and this is a great, like uh, my friend Eric Cressy said this, you know, the craziest thing you can do is like, you know, you go on social media and you go like, you blast like, 
poly, you know, something political, this, that, the other. But like, imagine that your your you know your client has an opinion about something, right? And then they read it from you on social, but at the same time, like you never talk to them about it. And then they're like, no, I'm not going to train with that person anymore. <laughs> yeah. But but in but in person, you get along. Like you you agree on most <clears throat> things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the understanding piece. Right, because if you have to be a human that can connect well to be able to do well in this space, and I think whether it's offline or online, you know what I mean, which is like, <clears throat> how you know, how do you improve that? And like this, this has been a a, a great point that we've talked about. Is like training is dope, is you know, geek out on it, this, that, the other. But you could be so good here, and people don't like you. You don't communicate well. Like you're you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You'll never be successful in this business. Like and I've been that. I've been that. It's just it's because what I mean. If you think it, and you think it's what works. It's like knowing it all, being a trainer, doing it all. Try not to be too much relationship wise. Just stay strictly business, business, and then you have no business. Like there's a people piece of it that's very important and like understanding perspectives. Like you said, like disagreeing. I, I actually like disagreeing with people because I like perspective. And mm-hmm. there's so many times where I've been wrong and someone gave me a perspective on it and I steal their perspective. It's like, all right, that makes sense. I was yeah, wrong. Yeah. Now that's my point of view as well because I see what you were saying. And that never happens if you just like, no, I was wrong. Like, I'm right, wrong. Like just move on. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't learn. You can't. And- it's, it's like, to me, those two pieces split. You got personal and you got trainer. And there's a lot of people that work on a trainer. They don't work enough on the personal. No, no. You know, but if you master the personal, man, like you're, you know, you'll, you'll be able to do, like build a business like you've built where you have like two successful components of yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, man, and that's could, the goal, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, no, goal. it is. Like, because I know like you, you mentioned this as far as like, Man, like you love doing what you're doing in person. It helps you be a better, you know, uh, uh, better online as far as as creating programs and programming and everything else. But also multiple revenue streams for security to be able to make decisions and Mm -hmm. build your career the way that you want to. Talking about opening a gym. And it's like, yeah, like both of these help you because the moment you open a gym, you already have all these clients. Mm -hmm. But you also have an online brand, a lot of eyeballs to be able to, I mean, that's the hardest thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not build it and they'll come, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, but that's it, not. Yeah, you know that too. But being able to have an audience <clears throat> that then go like, hey, by the way, like, here's what I'm doing. I'm about to open this community. And, and you have, and people that follow you know your philosophy. They know what you're about. It's going to help them gravitate towards mm-hmm. that, right? So I, it, it really, like, it really, I, when you connect the dots, like, that in-person, like, taking who you are and the job that you're doing in person and then taking it online and kind of having a megaphone to spread that I think is mm-hmm. is the key because now it just gives you a bigger pool and it gives you possibilities. Because if you don't, here's the thing, right? Like we talked about this. If you don't want to go do YouTube, you don't have to. It doesn't, you know, yeah. like, it, but there's all these possibilities for you because you, you've created so much value in a platform that, that now it's like, hmm, let me do this. Yeah. Let me do this. You know, but but it's like, there's a lot of work involved to get to that place and i i love that like again you're you're sharing how you got there and i always try to like shine a spotlight on it both on all the philosophies but man listen appreciate you like you already know we could be here for hours like i mean it was our 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 i would say 
dinner conversation was like shit like, it's like three and a half hours bro because it was just so you know <laughs> so again we, we were diving deep and and i think this is the other part that's so important in the industry is like connect the people reach out the way that we connected was like through social media, yeah, social media. started talking and was like man if you ever want to come out here come through yeah. and then here you are you know yeah. what I'm, saying? I'm so glad that you did but um apart from listen um where can people find out more about you? I, I would I would certainly believe that a lot of people do, but there's probably a lot of coaches that don't follow you, and there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of coaches on this podcast, on this show. Um, what, what's the best place to, to um, kind of find my you? Instagram, Every Goddamn Dre. TikTok, Every Goddamn Dre. YouTube, Drell Maze. I'm okay. always... Uh, my, what's, what's your site? Uh, my website is Kettlebell Functional Training. Kettlebell Functional Training. Yeah. Okay, good. So you got a good name. Got a good name. <laughs> so, guys, make sure you check it out. Um, again, look, I'm a big fan too of, of what I said is like, go see what people are doing, invest in their stuff because you're going to learn so much from it. And also, if, the, if this was valuable to you, like the way this show grows, we up until this point uh, haven't had spon sponsors, but we, we do have a sponsor now, Vagar Pro. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but it, listen, it's like spread the word because like we want more people to be following the right people in this industry that are doing great work. Um, that are giving back, that are delivering way more value than they're ever asking for, right? We're like a thousand times give than ask. And, and this guy is one of them. Um, so make sure you follow him. Make sure you spread the show. Love and appreciate you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.